Welcome to the returning of the Kyber Pass podcast. A few weeks quiet, but now the sound returns, and we have Levi Schwartzberg, a vibraphone player. He was in concert last night in combo with Le Percheron, Adam Lintz on bass, Noah Apoven Baldwin cornet, Corey Healy on drum set, and Levi Schwartzberg. Levi sat down with me, explained and talked and shared a little bit of where he's at. He came up through Dakota Combo. Led by Adam Lintz, who plucked him for his combo. There'll be a short excerpt from the concert followed by my interview. Remember, as always, the Cover Pass podcast is brought to you by the Kuiper Pass Cafe on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Voted the number one Twin Cities Middle Eastern restaurant in City Pages for 2019. And now, let's move into conversation with Levi Schwartzberg.
So you have German roots? Yeah, so my my grandma is from Switzerland, um, although, um, um, so I think she, there's a little bit of Swiss German there, although maybe not actually, but no, the, the Schwarzberg is actually from my grandpa's side of the family, and they're from Poland initially, even though it is a German name. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're Polish Jews, so. Uh -huh. I think, yeah, my grandpa, I think, is, or I think he, he was born in the U.S., but his parents came here um, from Poland, I believe. Family history can get a little fuzzy. Yeah. Around yeah. Uh, Germany. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. <laughs> in the 40s. Mm-hmm. That was Jews. before then, actually. Um, mm. Yeah. So they, yeah. My, my grandma was in Europe during World War II. As a kid, but in Switzerland, I think it was mm -hmm. relatively okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I hear it you. still wasn't great, but. No. Um, no. Yeah. But they got the Alps and shit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, your instrument you're playing is the vibraphone. Mm hmm. And how how does a cat come to that? Yeah, so I um started playing piano when I was in second grade. How well, how did you do that? Uh, it was a great program at my elementary school. Um, they just offered free piano lessons to the students at my school. Um, so you're second grade. You're six years old. Yep. And someone's sitting down and teaching you how to play piano. Yeah, That's and wild. I, I really enjoyed playing piano all throughout elementary school and uh, middle school. I played a little bit of guitar as well. Um, mm -hmm. But then, um, yeah, when I got to middle school, I wanted to be in band because I like mm -hmm. playing music. Mm -hmm. But there's not really a spot for piano in concert band. So it was either, I think we didn't have any tubists. Um, so it was either play tuba parts on a keyboard, which was horrendously boring. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or play mallet percussion. Yeah. Which I was <laughs> much more interested in doing. So I started playing uh, xylophone in middle school. Um, and then when I got to high school. So uh, you're standing in the back in the percussion yep, section. Yep. With all the cats. Now, when you say xylophone. I mean, yeah. Do you mean xylophone. actual wooden? Yeah, well, uh -huh. it, was, it was like the synthetic synthetic like wood type of bar oh, i didn't know they did that yeah um i'm not sure exactly what they're made out of um maybe like but it looks like wood and it's meant to be wood well i think it's it, it's 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 supposed to be a little bit pingier sounding than wood on the xylophone um 
I don't think we had a marimba at in my middle school. Um, now there's an interesting yeah. question for me. Difference between a marimba and a xylophone. Well, in like a in a traditionally concert band sense, mm-hmm. the xylophone is is like kind of more of a plasticky like sharper like not as not as resonating type of bar okay um, whereas the marimba especially if you get a, a real wooden one yeah just has that really warm wooden sound mm-hmm. um, but xylophone is also sort of a term that is like the xylophone family of instruments that sort of covers a lot of male percussion instruments okay um but it's it's not as specific as like using the specific name of like each uh, mallet instrument yeah. um, that's out there. So you there. went right to that. You weren't playing like a bell set and uh, have a snare and shit, but you were. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I didn't actually. I think I might have played bells once or twice in middle school, and in high school I, I did all of them because um, I I would just play the mallet part and I would right. play the vibraphone part or the xylophone or the marimba or the bells or even chimes. I played a little bit of. Oh okay. Um, which yeah. is a little different, but. Um, yeah, and that was that was sort of my introduction to mallets. Um, but I still didn't uh, play mallets as my main instrument until about sophomore year of high school. I was still focusing on piano. Okay. Yeah. And then you, sophomore year in high school, you made some shift in your yeah. mind. And um, so I. Uh, I really love playing piano, um, and I and I was pretty good. Um, but I have always been a little bit more interested in playing melody, I think, than playing harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and vibraphone to me struck the perfect balance of it was like a little bit more in front than the piano in uh, in like mm-hmm. the group mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that I think suits me better as a as a musician as an improviser. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that. I like being able to stand up and play and not have to sit at a piano. Um, it's the little, just the increased physicality of the instrument, I think, also suits me. Right. So you li- like that feels right, resonates mm-hmm. with your Yeah, I think that like, being able to move around a little bit just like helps me channel a little bit extra creativity. Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel that, man, because... Um, like I, I play sitting, mm-hmm. but I get all fucking jacked up. Mm-hmm. And physicality for some players is is an essential, yeah, part of the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's cool that you were, you were hip to that like in high school. Yeah, well, I mean, even as a piano player, I like to move around a bit, and a lot of piano players and. And yeah, and when you sit and play guitar, move around like, a yeah, bit, yeah. like like monk, like yeah. getting up. And yeah, you're exactly. Um, but, <laughs> okay. but yeah, for vibra- vibraphone is I'm already standing. I, mm-hmm. you know, it it works. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, so when I think when I think of the instrument, well, uh, of xylophone, I think of. The orchestration for West Side Story. Mm-hmm. You know that th- that part of the uh, the overture, and then the motherfucker just hits it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that and I, played that, or I? You know, I haven't played that, and I I'm like sort of drawing a blank on remembering that mm-hmm. reference. But I mean, it's it's all over the place. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, and how about? 
I'm just talking about the instrument because yeah. I fucking yeah. love it. How about, I don't know his name, thing, but the cat on Out to Lunch. Uh, Bob Hutcherson. Jesus, yeah, my, Mary my favorite. And Joseph. Yeah. yeah. That recording, which I think just the sound of it, mm-hmm. sound of it is brilliant. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. But his playing, mm-hmm. the fuck? So when did you first hear Cat's That Guy, Hutchison? I think that was probably maybe junior year of high school that I first heard that. Yeah. And that was pretty, that was probably my early introduction to Hutcherson was, was that record, although... Yeah. So that was pretty mind blowing because he he really takes it out on that. Um, but uh, that's what I thought yeah, too. Like and, really uh, goes. But on some of his other stuff, um, like he he's he's a pretty advanced avant garde player um, in general. But some like some of his other stuff, he takes a little more straight ahead. Um, mm-hmm. So he yeah he's very versatile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I yeah. tried to track records from that dude after I heard that album, mm-hmm. a lot of it seemed pretty inside like yeah which makes sense if you're trying to get paid yeah well (laughs) like it's interesting because he like he joe chambers was drumming on pretty much all of his records and one of the more interesting examples of the juxtaposition between inside and outside playing is off the record components so the first half of the record the a side um it's all bobby's tunes Mm -hmm. and they're all they all play the form, and they're all not I'm not super in, but like still advanced hard mm-hmm. bop music. But it, they're playing the form, and mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more inside. And then the B side is all Joe Chambers tunes, and they're all very free. Oh, uh, so that's that's a very cool record. Uh, I don't that. know that one. I'll yeah. have to track it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So you're you're coming up through high school. You're getting hip to some players, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then where do you go, man? You're, you've committed to it. Yeah. Right? Um, and you get through high school, and where, where are you at? Yeah, so I, yeah, in high school, that was my, I mean, I was into playing sports, and, like, I was still into my academics, but music was really, like, my number one thing that I was focusing on, so I mm-hmm. practiced a ton. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, spent as much time as I could on it, like. What was practice like for you? Um... Like, just sometimes, like, just playing tunes or, mm-hmm. like, practicing tunes and sometimes, mm-hmm. like, working on technique stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Or just sometimes just sitting there and playing, um, sitting there and improvising. It depended. Uh, senior year, I had, I think, three, like, open periods, so I would just go oh. in and, and practice piano. You could just um, duck in. Or, yeah, it was nice. Um, so I got a lot of work in. And also transcribing Oh, okay. was a big one for me um, that I did a lot in high school. Um, and yeah, so I was really into it, um, in high school, and then, um, it came time where I, uh, was trying to decide what I wanted to do for school, and yeah. I was pretty set on, um, on going to music school. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, I was, got into a couple schools out east in New York, um, uh-huh. and I was thinking about going to the new school. Okay. Um, and, uh. I, in the end, I decided that the cost was a little prohibitive, um, uh-huh. so even though I think that would have been very good for me and, and a lot of fun, um, I ended up going to the U of M uh-huh. um, here in the Twin Cities, and I'm very happy that I did. Um, 
because I was still able to play a lot because yeah. I have all these connections here. Um, yeah, that's so. That's so huge. I wasn't losing out. I was losing out on like dedicated practice time, like for a degree. Yeah. But I gained a lot of still experience playing, gaining yeah. more than I would have, and then I also got my other degree, which um has been useful. So you you wanted to get a music mm-hmm. degree, but yeah. when you went to the U, did you? go into the music department yeah or? i i int- um when i decided to go to the u i it was it wasn't going to be to study music because they don't really there's really no program for jazz there um they have a few things but there's no major for it right um so i wouldn't have really fit in with their music program yeah and and i just decided that it was going to be smarter for me to to have something else uh-huh. um, um uh-huh. just uh just as a sort of like a fallback and also like I'm interested in other things sure um but but I think it was good that I had that balance between Mm -hmm. playing music and uh studying physics yeah um and yeah I'm very glad that I was here because I was still able to really work on my craft and play a lot um, yeah um, which has been great so uh I'm kind of wondering like I first was hearing you with Le Percheron Mm mm-hmm and when when would that be inside the, of your your time frame yeah so the, i think the first um gosh i think the first gig that we did with that band might have been the fall it was in the fall here at the kyber pass and mm-hmm. it was probably i think it was my might have been my might have been my freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it was, yeah. Um, yep, yeah, freshman year of college. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, in probably the late, maybe October or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we've yeah, we've been playing for a while now. Um, yeah. And that was that was really big um, for me, like, just to be able to play with those guys. But also, like, it really made me feel like it definitely, like, affirmed, like, our my decision to... Uh, to stay, stick around here because I was mm-hmm. able to play with such uh, killing players, um, and like it was, it's been a that band has been so big for my musical growth. I think. Yeah, mine too. Mm-hmm. Just to check it, man. I, I love the compositions, and I love how you guys play. Yeah, it's a treat. Uh, and then out of that, you. Uh, seem to be able to, you know, be in demand a little bit for yeah. playing with some other uh, combos. I mm-hmm. know you were playing with Davu for a while yep. and a couple yeah, other th- things. That, yeah, how I've been, basically by playing with Adam, uh, that's sort of connected me to two, two or three other people. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think I've... Um, when the first time we played at Steve Kenny's series at the Black Dog, mm-hmm. uh, Steve, I kind of got I was Steve already knew me, but he, mm-hmm. I sort of got more on his radar. So then I started mm-hmm. playing with Steve a lot after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, then I played with Davu, through uh, Steve, um, and then Davu immediately, or yeah, he like we started playing pretty soon after that. Um, and then I've been playing in his group for the last like almost two years now, um, or maybe maybe over two years now actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've um, 
th- connections have been good for me. Um, yeah, that I've played with a lot of. I think yeah, guys. it was kind of cool. It was cool to kind of see, cause, for me, you were a new cat, mm-hmm. you know, and then, kind of get to follow your development and catch like some, uh, like you're saying to kind of see that happen for someone. Who's being in the flow, you know, and being yeah. open to that kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was cool. The a thing I'd like to move into talking about is that I've always wondered with you is when uh, when you're playing, when you're improvising and you're given, like, a open moment, you know... Uh, what it seems like there's a there's something that's that's kind of running in your head and that you add to sometimes like it's a it's you have a real interesting like way of going at it do you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about or yeah. is that um like, i'll yeah i'll sort of try to talk my way through some of my process um yeah it's I mean, a lot of it, I mean, first of all, is just, just what I hear um, yeah. from myself or others, um, like, a lot a lot of times others, but if I'm, if I'm playing solo, mm-hmm. like, it's, just gotta listen to myself, too, like, hear, what, hear what's going on, hear, hear where it's going, um, but one of the ways that I um, really am interested in improvising is, like, to sort of craft a form as I go along. Mm-hmm. So I I like to have, to sort of create a motif and then sort of reference it back maybe a couple times um, through the course of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do like to think about form, even though it's very free form. Mm-hmm. I still like to sort of have a shape in mind yeah. um, that I like to follow. But then, yeah, I'll, whatever... You know, I might hear something or, or just kind of decide to go off on some little tangent or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and but still keep what I've played in the past in, in mind if I want to come back to it. Okay, um, yeah. Or sometimes you might just uh, go on a tangent and then follow that tangent. It yeah. Really, I mean, there's so many variables, um, Yeah. of course. Um, but yeah, um, and I... You know, sometimes like to think tonally, um, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm very happy and comfortable to play like in pretty like diatonic setting, but then um, I'm also comfortable to, to take it out of that, um, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of the groups that I play with, there's the freedom to do that, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think just like playing with a group, like, you feed off other people's energy and that, mm-hmm. um, and you feed off your own energy and that sort mm-hmm. of like takes you to newer heights. I, I can never play, oh, um, when I'm practicing by myself or like in rehearsal, I don't quite reach the same heights as I do damn um, right, man. when I'm playing a show because it, Figure energy that the crowd out. and the venue and, and just, yeah. uh, I just, I tend to like to peak for, for moments like that, um. Isn't that crazy though? Like, yeah. Because there, uh, uh, there is this idea of 
that your playing exists, well, at least I, I used to have this idea, uh, apart from and untouched by perception of the other, of what you're doing. You know, I always thought, like, the music is very separate mm-hmm. from whether you're at home playing or you're at a concert. Mm-hmm. But then it's not true. There's a real thing that happens mm-hmm. in front of folk. Yep. And yeah, that's a it's something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was hard for me to uh admit to for some reason but yeah well i mean i think music's generally meant to be performed yeah um i mean with some exceptions Mm -hmm. um but i think that like that really makes a difference Mm -hmm. to be in a venue and like you're there for a purpose um Mm -hmm. and then you i think work extra hard or Mm -hmm. maybe rise to the occasion to fulfill that purpose yeah and you're you're cut when you're playing that uh I'm, it's interesting to hear you play and that you're so, it seems, so very, like, present that I feel like I can check you deciding not to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to do something, a phrase or you, mm-hmm. ha- but then, no. I love that, man. I love that presence. Mm-hmm. And talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Like, what happens inside of that moment oh, for you? I mean, it's really just about listening where, like, where the spaces are. And mm-hmm. maybe you think that a space is coming up, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't come up. And then you then you have to have the presence of mind, maybe not to play. Mm-hmm. Or or play, I mean, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really just about making split-second decisions. But you can, yeah. they don't have to be... They don't have to be split second decisions. You can sort of be planning things out ahead and then right. and then and then react. You can sort of have a couple different options maybe that you're yeah. thinking along and then you go with the one that seems best. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I love hearing that, man. I think Davu plays like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think and that with uh maybe with like percussion instruments like with Davu or myself it's maybe more obvious that you can see someone doing it because there's it's just, so physical yeah yeah um. and yeah just I, and then I feel that when I when I'm checking you or other other players who are like that but speaking of I'll just in closing so you can set up and mm-hmm. do your stuff uh, do you ever sit behind a kit uh, I have um a little bit, and uh-huh. uh, I would say I'm mediocre. <laughs> I oh. <laughs> I mean I I I have like is that the, a harsh mediocre or is well, that well I I have like the the musicality to like play okay, but uh-huh. it's just it's just a question of not having had the time to like actually have any technique. Really. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, so nothing really translates really. Oh, or... I for sure it does. Like I'm I I'm sure I'm. Like, I'm probably better than, like, a horn player who's sort of, like, equally on my level just because I'm used to striking things. Right, um, right. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I haven't worked enough on my technique to be, like, 
any good. Um, I guess I could probably play something like very atmospheric and and be musical <laughs> with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't like uh, swing at two fifty for 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 and sound good. But I I mean I <laughs> that's know. great though. That's that's I mean I guess that's not too surprising. But. No. Oh. No. Uh, and it, it's cool to hear about. Well, Levi, thank you for taking the time yeah. for the Kyber Pass thank podcast, you. and I'll let you get to setting yeah, up I'm and gonna... maybe getting something to eat. Yes, yeah? I will do that. All right, thanks, Paul. Yeah. Well, we conclude the Kyber Pass podcast. Another exploration into the mysteries of improvisation, freedom within music, by structure and against structure. As always, I thank you for tuning in, making this part of what you'd like to hear about. This is Paul Metzger, your host, signing off.